Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, where we're asking the franchipreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you ever dreamed of owning your own business, then you've come to the right place. And as we were saying earlier, Don, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Barry Botterford, CEO of 360 Clean, a special, specialized janitorial franchise. And we're also meeting with Dennis Null, area developer of 360 Clean. At 360 Clean is the innovative leader of the commercial cleaning industry. Hi, Barry. Hi, Dennis. Welcome to the show. Thanks, hey, Marty, thank for having you. us on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you. Guys, joining us is my co-host, Don Johnson. And I know, Don, you wanted to say good morning to Barry and Dennis. Hey, Barry and Dennis, we appreciate you coming on. Very excited to hear the, the 360 Clean story. You guys all pumped up this morning? Absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys <laughs> having us on. Good. Oh, it's our pleasure. Barry, we always like to start off asking our guests, where are you calling from this morning? Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm traveling a little bit. Our corporate office is in Charleston, South Carolina, but I'm actually uh, over in Columbia, South Carolina today, meeting with a potential area developer for Charlotte. So uh, okay, having good. a good day. That's fantastic. And, I'm in, and Dennis, how about yourself? Where are you, Dennis, today? I'm down in Mobile, Alabama, uh, out meeting oh, with great. customers. Oh, great! How's the weather down there in Alabama today? It's great. It's going to be in the 70s today, so it's a great day. Nice. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Barry, I thought I could start off with you and, and find out what were you doing before getting involved uh, in 360 Clean? Well, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, and um, that's what I'd done for six years and been in the corporate America scene. And, um, you know, that's really what led me into this industry because I had the desire to own my own business. So it was kind of my blood, uh, father, uncles that all owned their own business. So it's something I wanted to do, but I wanted to find something out there that could provide a niche service, um, but also was something that was potentially recession-resistant and, um, right. you know, something that could be replicated in franchising. And that led us into the janitorial service industry. And, you know, from there, that's where we began to specialize in medical offices because of that background. So, um, yeah, it's true because when you think of your industry, you don't think of, of niche-oriented. And when Don and I were studying uh, your franchise, uh, we saw that you guys certainly do have a, a, a niche in the market. So I, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, you know, and I tell the same story all the time, is that when I first started 360 Clean, I looked at it as the world does not need another typical janitorial mm-hmm. service. There were, there were plenty of them out there. 
you know, in the local market, and there's absolutely plenty of them uh, in the franchise sector. So we said, you know what, when we address both areas from the service standpoint and the franchise sector, we're going to come in in a different manner. And um, so far it's proven that people see the difference, and um, I think that's one of the main benefits or main reasons for our success. Dennis, how about yourself? What were you doing uh, before becoming uh, an area developer for 360 Clean? Well, I had uh, done 15 years with a uh, medical equipment manufacturer and um, and left that in 2005 to join my family in the real estate business. And unfortunately, at that same time, Hurricane Katrina hit down here on the Gulf Coast. Uh-huh. So the real estate market just dried up, and it was of course, tough going yeah. for a few years. So I um, started looking for something to do that I could go out and be my own boss and be in charge of my own destiny. That's interesting. And you had the opportunity, Dennis, I guess, to go two different routes with 360 Clean. You had the area developer opportunity and then, I guess, like the uh, individualized unit. Um, why did you choose the area developer? It really appealed to me because of the um, ability to go out and really be owner of a huge, it could be a potentially huge mm. business and develop this area. Um, I saw more potential in being able to go out there and do that, and I, I wanted right. to be able to also work with other individuals to help them grow their and own their own business. So, Barry, uh, you know, talk to us, you know, people listening. You know, what's the appeal to be an investor and franchisee of 360 Clean? I mean, and maybe uh, talk a little bit more about. Your, your thoughts of why you wanted to start up in this industry and, and, and the niche you have going on with the medical practices. Sure. Um, what we've done, you know, like I was mentioning from the beginning as far as the niche and the market is our focus on medical offices has always included disinfecting even the floors. Uh, we, we very, you know, we put a lot of focus on touch services, which a lot of people don't think about. We look at them as the key pathway of germs spreading through offices, and those are things such as... Um, you know, your your light switches, your doorknobs, um, keypads, things of that nature. But also taking the technology such as microfiber. Uh, we partner with Protein. They make a, a vacuum that has four levels of filtration. It's just taking everything beyond the traditional, what we would call trash and dash. You know, if you take your traditional cleaning company, they come in, they may do a little bit of dusting, they empty the trash, they do some mm-hmm. vacuuming, and they're out of there. Um, we're looking at it more from a hygienic standpoint. And um, and when I say that, that means, you know, we're looking out also to keep your, you know, your clients, but also your employees healthy. Right. And it's been, it's been proven, you know, there's as many germs on a desktop and on fax machine buttons as there are in a restroom. And so those are things that we're focusing on and, and taking it to that next level. We clean a daycare, we clean a church, we clean an attorney's office just like we would a surgery center. Um, same product, same everything. And of course, it's uh, competitively priced as well. And, you know, from the area developer standpoint, you know, it's it's a great opportunity. For one, there's not many opportunities out there where you can become what we kind of look at as like a regional franchisor. Because you take Dennis, Dennis has got, you know, he's basically a regional franchisor for Mobile and, and the Panhandle, Pensacola, and that area because he's selling our franchises, supporting the franchisees, and, and helping them develop their business. Um, but at the same time, it has multiple revenue streams, just like a franchisor. You get part of the royalty. You get part of every time you go out and get a contract for a franchisee, there's a sales and marketing fee that they get uh, pretty much all of. And, you know, there's uh, other services that we offer that, of course, they get a you know a piece of. But the benefit for the franchisee themselves, the unit franchisee, is that we look at 
you know, owning a small business, there's really three major hats that have to be worn, and that's the sales, the operations, and, you know, the accounting, the back-end work. Well, so many times when you look at small businesses and why they fail, it has to do with sales. And so many people buy into franchises, and, you know, it's a, you know, it's a pretty shop and everything looks great, but all of a sudden they realize, I don't know how to market. I don't understand business development. And that's where the area developer comes in because that's what the area developer is actually focusing on probably 90% of their time is getting out and helping get more contracts and growing the business. So, you know, they almost kind of become the full, full-time commission-only salesperson for the unit franchise owners. Um, you know, but at the same time, when you look at the industry, the industry continues to grow. As a company, we grew 300% in 2010. And, of course, for us, a lot of that has to do with our focus on medical offices. I'd say 70 to 75% of our contracts are made up of medical offices or surgery centers or something of that nature. So, you know, everyone continues to get sick and, and doctors continue to see patients. So, of course, they've got to keep their, their offices clean. Um, and all, at the same time, standards are being increased. You know, you look at these medical offices and the way they were cleaned maybe 10 years ago, things are different now. You know, ever since H1N1, people are thinking a little bit different. You see sanitizers everywhere. You walk in, you know, you right. might even walk in some of the fast food restaurants now and you see hand sanitizer. So there's a lot more top-of-mind awareness about sanitization and how things should be sanitized or disinfected. So it's kind of playing into our marketing plan and um, what we're doing overall as a company. And that, yeah, Dennis, is what attracted that, yeah. you to the franchise, uh, Dennis, uh, this this niche just not being a cleaning service but a but a uh, modern kind of, um, you know, specific niche type janitorial service. Yeah. Was that your attraction? It, it definitely was. Uh, having that in my background, I knew how important it was for facilities to be sanitized and how much they focused on cleanliness of their areas. And right. it, as I looked in my process of looking at 360 Clean, I looked at other competitors, and I, I really saw everybody else in the same boat, but this was a way to differentiate our service. And it, it truly is something that we do different than everybody else that's out there, which would translate not only to healthcare facilities, but as Barry said earlier, every type of facility is worried about the health of their employees and their customers, cutting down on sick days, increasing productivity. Mm-hmm. And this was a way that I could really go in and tell that story, and, and I think it has gotten a good reception. And I think for people listening, one thing to, to make clear, in owning this type of franchise, you're not actually doing the work yourself. You're managing people. Uh, you know, Maybe you can talk about that, that aspect a little bit, Barry. Sure, definitely. And especially as an area developer, um, that's one thing when we market our area developer opportunities, we have to make sure everyone understands that, you know, you're not going to own a cleaning business. You know, like Dennis, Dennis does not own a cleaning business. Um, he's basically in charge of securing more franchisees, helping them grow their business, offering support. He's, like I said, mentioned earlier, he's kind of that regional franchisor of that area. And at the unit franchise level, we, you know, we have people who come in in two capacities, some that come in part-time because it allows them to do that because we're helping them grow their business we even do the accounting for them as far as invoicing and collections. And so it kind of leaves them to focus on the operations. Um, and we have those that come in and, and want to do it full-time right away. So it offers some flexibility there. But another thing I'd like to mention is that, of course, I'm very involved with our area developers. I, I have an open-door policy, an open phone call, phone line policy with our unit franchisees. And the reason I say that is because I've been at every level of this business. 
And I know there are definitely some CEOs in franchising who have been at every level of their business. But I started this business just how our franchisees started, part-time, many of them. And I built it into a full-time business, then we began franchising. So I know, you know, our, our system is built around how to do that correctly. You know, we just didn't say, okay, you can start it part-time. We've actually mastered how you do that. We have processes for that of managing employees, finding the employees, and things of that nature that go along with running it part-time or, or full-time. And at the same time, I've been at the area developer level. Um, you know, we, we wanted to master each level before we, of course, began offering the opportunity. So for about three or four months in Charleston, I kind of played the role of an area developer before we secured an area developer in Charleston. So, you know, at every level I've been, and, and, our, and our, our system is built around that. Um, so every aspect of it's been mastered and been tested. Every industry competitive. Your industry, of course, is competitive. What you know? What mm-hmm. do you think makes a difference with a client, say, a, a medical office, you you know, deciding to to go with 360 Clean over other competitors? Well, what have you seen as has been the deciding factor? What we did. It's a very good question. What we did about three years ago was we said, you know what, we have a specialization in medical. And I'm big on branding. I'm big on brand awareness. So what we did was we branded the process, and it's called Janimed, J-A-N-I-M-E-D, Janimed. That is our cleaning processes and system for how we clean. So when we go in and we market, we're marketing 360 clean, but we have this process and system called Janimed, and we really hone in on the benefits, you know, not only for what you're going to see, but like we were speaking about earlier, the things you can't see that we're going to clean and how important that is. But on the flip side of that, we can be competitively priced. So I is, you know, just take a look at us. Let us give you a proposal so you can see what we do and just compare it to your current service. Most companies can't do that. Most of them are going to and they're going to say, okay, we're insured, we're bonded, and so mm-hmm. forth, and I'm going to beat the other guy out on price. And we're trying to raise awareness that, yeah, price, of course, is important. Everybody has a bottom line. But we try to educate. We join medical associations. We join, you know, other types of associations. But we go in as an education and as an authority on the type of hygienic cleaning that we're providing. And it really begins to sink in. Now, you know, it, it may take a little while, but at the same time, you know, we begin to make inroads, and those things begin to, to uh, create benefits. Mm. Who gets credit for the name, uh, Barry, for uh, 360 Clean? That's, uh, Don and I thought that was a, a clever name for the uh, the company as well. Yeah, when we were deciding on it, you know, we, we were looking at, you know, different names, and, and we have a great uh, marketing company that does all of our branding, Root Concept. They've created our, our logo, our, our, our website to do everything for us. Um, but in talking with Root Concept, I'll give them, you know, some credit for that, of course. But when we looked at it, we, we looked at it from two angles, um, not just 360 Clean being, you know, uh, you know, the better cleaning company or cleaning everything from a 360 angle, but we see we also offer landscape services and maintenance services. Now, we sub those services out, but we can kind of become the one-stop shop for our clients as well. So there's really two angles, two angles on that name, uh, the total clean and also being able to clean more than just, you know, your your inside. We can also take care of the outside of your building as well. It's interesting. The, the whole green concept. How <clears throat> how has that affected your industry or your business, Barry? Have you guys got involved in that as well? Yeah, we we do. We um, we have a program called 360 Green Clean. So if we go into an office and um, you know, let's say it needs to be a building that's LEED certified, they require green cleaning. 
we can go with our 360 green clean program and it is a 100% green clean program. Um, on the flip side of that, our Janimed system definitely involves disinfectants um, and there is really no EPA green disinfectant out there because they still classify mm -hmm. them as pesticides. So with that being said, we do as much green uh, involvement with the Janimed system. We say it's basically environmentally conscious because it is. We're using green vacuums, we're using green glass cleaners, green microfiber products and our uh, material and things of that nature. Um, but I have to tell you, when you sit down with someone and you really begin to talk to them about the Janimed system, you all of a sudden they begin to say, you know what, they are going to be as green as possible, but these germs are very important to me as well. Um, of course. So yeah. I, I would have to say, you know, in our scope of work, I mean, we're we range from, you know, in Florida up to Chicago, Illinois, and the Madison, Wisconsin, and I would still say that our Janimed system is being implemented probably 95% of the time. But we do offer the green program. That's great. Mary and Dennis, we have to take a quick break. Are you gentlemen able to stick around for another segment? Sure. Totally. Yeah. That's fantastic. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Franchise Interviews For over two years now, Franchise Interviews has been giving you an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. And our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisors, franchisees, franchise authors, experts, and attorneys. And our free franchise newsletter, which is a must-read for anyone looking to buy a franchise. And don't forget to listen to our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-905. 
610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, where we're asking the franchise pros one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. If you ever dreamed of owning your own business, then you've come to the right place. As we were saying earlier, Don, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Barry Bodderford, CEO of the 360 Clean, a specialized janitorial franchise. We're also meeting with Dennis Null, area developer of 360 Clean. And 360 Clean is the innovative leader of the commercial cleaning industry. And Don, I think you're up. Uh, yeah, Barry, maybe talk about the type of franchisee moving forward you'll be looking for, types of characteristics, any type of person you look for, any prior business ownership or sales experience. I mean, who's... Uh, Someone, I guess, you want to find uh, maybe someone like Dennis. Sure. Um, for the area developer, uh, we're definitely looking for someone who has some sales or business development experience because that's what they're going to be doing a majority of the time. Um, but even more than that, someone who's looking to build something larger, larger than just say, you know, a single franchise. Um, right. We have a lot of people who come to us and we talk to them, and they're looking at maybe owning say, a restaurant or, or some type of other single unit. But what we really talk to them about and make sure that it's in, inside of them is that they want to do something larger than that, and they understand that they're going to have multiple franchise owners underneath them, and they're really looking at building that empire. Um, you know, if, with a franchise fee for our area developer, it's 29.5, and there's virtually, you know, little or no overhead except for marketing and some working capital. So it's a very, very affordable opportunity with a lot of upside potential. Um, as far as the unit franchise, our franchise fee is $8,500, and we get franchise owners to become unit franchisees from, from all different areas. Um, there's really no set criteria period that we're, we're looking for um, because, of course, they can start it part-time or they can start it full-time. But at the same time, you know, we're very selective in that process, and we, we tell all of our current franchisees, you know, look, you know, be careful when you're, when, you know, we want to share our brand and we want to represent ourselves in a very quality manner because it's very important to the brand and to the brand quality. Um, so we're very selective in that process. But we have, you know, folks who are unit franchise owners who may be FedEx drivers, um, those who work in state jobs. Um, we have some who or actually even in sales jobs. We've had a few come through that are in sales jobs with other types of companies. But the thing that it does is there's so many folks out there who are, are seeing downsizing or they've been downsized. And this allows them to go ahead and kind of start and get their feet wet with business ownership with our unit franchise opportunity and do it in a part-time manner and kind of build it and scale it, you know, in the manner they would like to. So they right. can begin building this on the side. So if the time comes that they're ready to jump into it full time or have to jump into it full time, they've been able to start and kind of get ahead of the game. And uh, but Dennis, did you want to talk about training? We should probably get the right. training too, right, Don? Yeah. I mean, like, what was that like for you, Dennis? Um, it's you know, starting out, I had only experience I had cleaning was uh, cleaning my house, so I didn't really know what to expect <laughs> on a commercial level. But and uh, you, and you probably weren't even good at that as well, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. So uh, Barry uh, came in and spent about a week with me, and we went over training, went over all aspects of the business, and showed me the Genomed process and what we needed to do, um, and has always been there. As he said he had an open phone policy, he does. He's always available for a phone call to answer any questions. And I think we have a good uh, support group within the area developers 
you know, asking questions because they're going to come up. You're not going to be able to get trained on everything all at once. But I'm there for my franchisees, and, and Barry and the other area developers are there for me when I have a question that comes up that I don't know. So it's um, it, was a, it was a good week to start off, and then ongoing it continues today uh, in training. Yeah, one, what about one thing we're adding? I'm sorry. One thing we're adding in as well is, is some web training for you know, the operational side of the business and the actual Janamed system and how we clean offices. We just just came out with a new program to a web-based program that's video-based. So, you know, anytime you go to training, uh, you take in a lot of knowledge, but then you get out in the field and you're like, you know, oh, this is the real thing. So, um, this right. allows franchisees to go back to these videos and look at them and be trained from, you know, from there forward. But at the same time, it provides them the opportunity to take a laptop in or, you know, an iPad or what have you and train their employees with these same training videos. So training is consistent across the board. What about a typical day? <clears throat> um, it could be for Barry or Dennis. What, what's that like um, from the moment? I guess, Dennis, you should probably answer that question, like from when you get up till the end of the day, what goes on there? A typical day for me is just nonstop prospecting, so uh, going out and trying to get my franchisees new accounts. And mm -hmm. mixed into that, we have customer support, doing inspections, making sure that we are providing the service that we said we're going to provide, and then also trying to uh, work with the franchisees on any things that they have questions about as far as running their business. So it's, my first goal is to try to find my franchisees new business, and then mixed in there, making sure we're taking care of our customers and um, making delivering on what we said we were going to do. And then, you know, the evening time, um, you know, late afternoon, early evening is just kind of wrapping up, making sure I've got all the loose ends tied up and and making sure that uh, just running a company, you know, looking at the books, making sure that uh, we've got the revenue coming in that we need and planning my advertising program. Are you happy with that answer, Barry? Yeah, that was pretty good. I think you practiced that one. No, I talk to these, I talk to these guys daily, and, um, you know, I think I've already talked to two already this morning. So, um, you know, we're all, we're all in tune to what we're doing, and um, the great thing about the network of area developers that we've got now is, you know, we're building a little bit of competition amongst them, which makes it fun. And, um, you know, at the same time, we're, we're really uniting as a team, and, uh, right. you know, it's it's not your typical – franchise system uh, where support is all about when you have a problem. You know, we're talking all the time, too, about, you know, being you know being productive and proactive and um, coming out with new ideas. And um, I think more than anything, and I think Dennis would say the same thing, is um, we're actually having a lot of fun and doing what we're doing. So that's the most important thing. Well, Marty and I have been doing this uh, over four years. We've done several hundred shows. We've heard so many times that the, the importance of the whole company is the strength of the franchisees and developers and mm -hmm. so that 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 teamwork yeah you know, everybody's in it together you know it's a yeah. great thing when that's all really going well it is and you know anytime you talk to franchise owners you know you're going to hear there's no one in in any system that's not going to hear a complaint here and there but you know the most common complaint you hear across the franchise industry is you know i'm not getting enough sales i want to grow my business and um that's why we've implemented the area developer role and the way we've implemented it and put it at a very affordable rate, uh, franchise fee um, because it, it takes that away. And there's always somebody focusing on business development and growing that business. If I owned a medical practice, I would have just hired you right on the show here, just for the record. There you go. There you go. Exactly. So, 
Yeah, so what's next for today? <laughs> yeah, just email it over. So, so yeah. what's next for 360 Clean? Uh, what are some of the plans coming up uh, this year and next? Well, uh, I'm actually fixing to walk into an embassy suite to speak to a gentleman, and hope we're, hopefully we're going to be entering the sh- uh, Charlotte, North Carolina market here very soon. But we want to be nationwide by the end of 2012. Um, 2011, we feel certain we'll enter at least five or six new markets. Um, but at the same time, we feel like a lot of the momentum we have will take us into new territories, and we want to have a representative in, in at least one representative in each state. But and I think you will. It seems like uh, you're yeah, obviously absolutely. doing a good job, know what you're doing. I, I, I really like, uh, you know, this type of niche market mm-hmm. that, that you're going after because, you know, this is a pretty big industry, you know, commercial cleaning. I like how you just have, uh, like Marty said, I like the name. I like your specific niche in medical. I know you do other, but, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have to see what happens. That's absolutely. You. We appreciate it so much. Barry, what's the best way for our listeners to get more information on becoming a franchisee? Are there any websites they can go to, any numbers they should call? Absolutely. You can go to 360clean.com, so www.360clean.com. Everything is on there about our franchise information, the JNMS system. Or you can also call 888-241-4665, and that's 888-241-4665. And uh, you can ask for myself, or you can ask for George Palmer, our Director of Franchise Development. We'll take care of you from there. That's fantastic. I want to thank both you gentlemen again, Barry and Dennis. You're a fantastic guest. And Don and I would love to have you back in the near future. Absolutely. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank Great you job, guys. Think back to when you started your business. You had a dream. You had boundless passion. You wanted to create something different. There was a problem and you were going to solve it. Being an independent retailer is rewarding, but challenging, and there's a lot more to it than you ever imagined. Well, Lightspeed is here to help. With 45,000 customers around the world, we've helped countless entrepreneurs nail the business side of retail so they can spend time doing what they're passionate about. Join us for a six-week speaker series featuring a curated panel of experts that will answer some of retail's toughest questions and give you the edge you need to stay competitive. You have a passion, and we have a passion for technology inspired by you. Visit lightspeedhq.com slash speaker dash series to learn more. Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews.
Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 10 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Todd Hopkins, the Office Pride Commercial Cleaning Services Franchise Opportunity. And Office Pride is a fast-growing franchise in the $78 billion commercial cleaning industry. And we're going to talk to Todd about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 10 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, and I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Todd Hopkins of the Office Pride Commercial Cleaning Services Franchise Opportunity. And Office Pride is a fast-growing franchise in the $78 billion commercial cleaning industry. Hi, Todd. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great, Marty. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is my pleasure, Todd. It's great to have you on the show. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Todd? I am in beautiful Palm Harbor, Florida, where our corporate headquarters is. That's terrific. How's the weather down there this morning, Todd? Uh, It's perfect. We're probably uh, pushing 90 degrees and sunshine, cool breeze. Can't ask for more. That's fantastic. You know, the... In studying your history, I mean, it's really quite amazing. I mean, you, you really have a 25-year history. I thought we can kind of like go back to the beginning, Todd, because 25 years is, is a long time. And, you know, we've been doing this show 10 years, and, you know, we haven't had a lot of franchises that hit that milestone of 25 years, and, and, and it's always a magic number, isn't it? Well, it is. They say uh, once you reach uh, 20, you're a mature system, and uh, but yeah. there's no doubt uh, we're always mature, and I, I feel like we never get mature, but... It's been 25 sure. years. I, I jokingly tell people I started when I was eight years old. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. How did the whole thing start off, Todd? I mean, how did you, you know, if you go back to the beginning, how did you get this whole thing off the ground? Well, I, even as a kid, I, 
I was an entrepreneur. I always had some type of business. And then in college, um, well, and, and eventually while I was at Butler University doing my MBA, I just mm-hmm. uh, really started working on what is my real business going to be. And my first love was franchising. I mean, I just I'm fascinated right. with it. Uh, I always wanted to have something with multiple locations, but I loved the franchise model because you're helping people start a business and and right. they're helping you grow your brand. So it's a win-win. And then I uh, just discovered the janitorial industry because one, it's it's a low cost industry mm-hmm. to uh, to start, and I didn't have any money, so. Uh, Right. You know, I had to find something that I could build a model that others would want to duplicate. And so it really started, Marty, as a research project at Butler University. I, wow. I, uh, my last class was an independent research project on how to franchise in the janitorial industry. So I got class credit and started the business all at the same time. Yeah, I love stories like that, Todd. I teach for uh, Kaplan University, which actually our headquarters is really in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, and when I hear stories like that, I'm just so inspired. I'm going to have to share that with my students, you know, saying that, you know, their business plans can one day turn into a business, can't they? Absolutely. You might as well make it something that's productive, right? I mean, any assignment I ever had, I tried to think, okay, how can I make this be more than just uh, trying to get a good grade, something that will help me in the future? Sure, absolutely. But, you know, you were saying this earlier, Todd, what I love, you know, commercial cleaning is, you're right, it's a low-cost type of, of, of business opportunity to get into. How do you typically describe Office Pride commercial cleaning? Like, I mean, if you were at a franchise show and someone came up to your booth and they said, so what do you guys do? It always seems to be the typical question. How do you, how do you respond to the question, Todd? Well, I mean, we are we provide our basic service that the franchisees provide to their customers is routine janitorial. So we're the mm-hmm. we're the people that come in and and clean the office building, vacuum the carpet, and clean the restrooms, and empty the trash. And that's a service that's needed. And right uh, in good times and bad, somebody has to clean the buildings. And it's a uh, also it's a big expense item for. Uh, most buildings, you know, a big part right. of their budget, especially property managers, is the uh, the cleaning that goes on behind the scenes. And you think about the medical and the industry and all that. So mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to share the opportunity in the industry. And then within our system, our focus is on the franchisee to help them achieve their dream. And we realize that everybody's dreams are different. And so when people start asking us about us, I try to turn it around, turn it around, and find out more about them, and see if we have something that will fit them. And if, as soon as I hear their goals, and kind of get some sort of an insight as to uh, their can-do attitude, right, I can kind of get a better feeling as will our model help them achieve their goals, and then we start to dive in and get to know each other. What really impressed me, Todd, you know, about, you know, your business model when I was studying it was really, you know, the, the core beliefs and, and values um, of Office mm-hmm. Pride Commercial Cleaning. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I think it's really important. Well, it is. I mean, we have uh, eight core beliefs and values. Uh, I, I like to call them decision filters. In fact, I was mm-hmm. going to call them decision filters, but... Um, you know, some marketing people said, "Well, people don't understand that." You, you know, call them <laughs> core values, but but really, our core values—if if we're trying to make a decision and it doesn't pass 
the core values. In other words, it doesn't pass right. that filter, then we say no. And, and right. we have core values like honor God and always do what's mm-hmm. right, increase brand value, uh, all the way down to uh, accountability to commitments and persevere with a servant's attitude. So we we put a lot of careful thought into those, and we um, we haven't changed them over the years. We had seven. We added the eighth one, uh, 2010, accountability to commitments, just because I wanted to put a greater emphasis on system-wide, let's do what we say we're going to do, and that's very attractive in this industry. It is very attractive. You know, when I was reading, too, one of the things that stood out, um, you know, when I was looking at the website and some literature, Todd, is, you know, you mentioned that your franchise owners don't have to separate their faith from their professional lives. And I think that's so important in today's world. You know, when when we have one son, you know, when it came time to send him to school, of course, you know, we sent him to a Christian school because that was very important to us, you know, and I think it's very important in business as well, you know, something that really impressed me about your your model. I mean, we've been doing this show such a long time now, and you know, I I don't think we've had a franchise like yours, you know, that that has come out and said that. And I I think that's fantastic. The industry is amazing. I had no idea how big the industry is. I mean, for anyone who just kind of tuned in late, I mean, how big is the industry, Todd? Well, you mentioned in your opening remarks a seventy-eight billion dollar industry, yeah. which is that's amazing. That's what's printed, but but really, you know, it probably exceeds a hundred billion. Of, right. But, but the print, you know, what we would publish is what's been statistically uh, proven. But uh, it's it's huge, and everywhere you yeah. turn, there's buildings that have to be cleaned. And and now more than ever, Marty, uh, companies are outsourcing their cleaning because it's mm-hmm. so hard for them to find good help. Uh, they're needing yeah. those employees to do other things in their business, and they're just outsourcing the cleaning so they don't have to worry about it anymore. So it's really growing as much now as it ever has, and, and we're certainly experiencing that growth. Our franchisees are growing at a record pace, and you know it's been good. That's terrific. You kind of hinted on some of them, Todd, but I mean, what types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? I mean, when you're sitting down and you're talking with someone, I mean, what do you look for? Well, absolutely. We we say you have to bring honesty, integrity to the table. We can't teach those yeah. things. Uh, we right. can teach That's you true. everything else that you need to know to be successful <laughs> in business, but you, you need to already be honest. You need to already have integrity. Uh, we're looking for a can-do attitude. Uh, yeah. We we have so much training, and we're looking for business builders. So we, if we sense that they just want a, a part-time job, or or they just want to kind of have a small crew or two or three people, it's it's not going to give us the return on our time right. that we spend training right. them. So we're looking for business builders. Somebody wants to build something significant, and. And if we sense that's possible, then then we're interested. And certainly the cultural fit, um, you, you know, most of our franchisees are attracted uh, to our culture, and and uh, so so that's that's always a beautiful thing. Um, and and you know, so we're we just get in a conversation and mm-hmm. we just start talking and decide, do we think we like each other? I mean, franchise right. relationships almost like a marriage. You know, once you're in, it it's is. kind of hard to get out of it. And and you know, let's let's spend some time, let's date a little bit, and make sure we're making a good decision. We do a lot of validation on our candidates, and they do validation on us. And we just want to make sure there's no surprises. 
and we have been blessed with so many wonderful franchisees. It's just unbelievable. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year, and you know there will be great. 200 people at the banquet. And every wow. year when I'm on the stage, I just have to pinch myself. I, I, I just stop sometimes. I think they wonder if I'm <laughs> going to say something, but I'm just looking out there thinking, and I remember it's just me. And uh, so it's, it's a huge blessing to uh, be a part of it, really. And, and it's I give God the credit for it. You mentioned it earlier, yeah, absolutely. Marty. I mean, the way I view it is, you know, God created me, uh, and he yeah. put me on this earth, not just to go to church on Sundays, but to sure. serve him. And and that's the way I see, you know, operating a faith-based business is that we're our, my goal is to honor God seven days a week, and um, that would be with, with every part of my life, not just, you know, say, um, Sunday. Sure, yeah. yeah and, and, again, I, I think that is it's so important, Todd. You know, it is it's frustrating, you know, for me, and I think a lot of people out there sometimes is that, you know, you can't – you feel like sometimes you can't mention God at the risk of offending someone, you know, and things like that, you know, and I think that's so important, you know, in, in, in entrepreneurship. Um, you know, I know the training is very important to your new franchisees, but it sounds like, you know, franchise, just training in general is just very important to uh, your franchisees and it's a consistent part of the business as well, isn't it? It is. So it's very important that we spend a lot of time training our franchisees, not just on the, technical aspect of the business right. and delivering what they promise to their customers, but also how to be a business owner and how to right. succeed. And and so we spend as much or more time teaching our franchisees how to be successful strategic business owners as we do the technical side of the business. Because, it, you know, what usually puts people out of business is they make mistakes on the business side, not right. normally on their service side or whatever it is that they're they're good at so we spend a lot of time there and uh it's and then foundationally we start to think alike in terms of what's important and how to respond to customers and pay your bills on time and and all these kind of things so and then the importance of planning and defining your vision you know i think a vision is a dream that's been defined and communicated so we can't help them achieve their dream if we're not clear what it is so we have franchise vision plan we have comprehensive training, and then we teach them to train their people well. Um, our industry is notorious for just kind of skipping training a lot of times on the on right. the front end. And, you know, I've heard people in the past, and we're involved in industry events, say, well, I don't want to spend so much time training them just to have them quit. And, sure. Um, and and then you know what we say is well I'd I'd rather train them and have them leave than not train them and have them stay. Yeah, I I think it's it, you know I was watching um, some of the great videos on your website too, Todd. You know, and I recall you know one of um, I'm sure it was a franchisee or someone part of the franchise team saying you know you really could teach anyone to clean, can't you? You know, but it is it's the business part of it that is the challenging aspect you know there's probably some people out there that say well you know i could just do this on my own and you know when it comes to to your business you can't can you i mean there's a lot uh, the business aspect is very important isn't it it is so say you know you have the cleaning side of it where you can teach somebody how to clean but our franchisees are taught how do you execute cleaning in 200 buildings at the same time. I mean, in other sure. words, it's the execution and and the the uh, uh, multiplication of that effort night after night. 
doing what you say you're going to do. So that requires systems and accountability and oversight, and that's the structure that we bring to the table for them and train them on. And of course, they're training the uh, employees what they uh, their employees what what they do. That's terrific. You you have this appreciation for franchising. You were saying, Todd. You know, and the majority of our listeners, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them know that they want to get into franchising, but we find that, you know, and, and you know this because there's so much out there today that they just simply don't know where to begin. From doing this such a long time now, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Well, I would absolutely do your homework. I wouldn't mm-hmm. believe everything you hear. I, I would. <laughs> That's true. In other words, I would. You think about what is it that you really want to do, and right. why, why not choose some sort of a business opportunity that's something you believe you will enjoy, or that it will help you achieve your dream and objective so much that it will provide you the opportunity to do what you enjoy, and 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 then do your research on the franchisor, and and call other yeah. franchisees and. And mm-hmm. search, you know, put the franchise or name in Google and followed by the word complaint and see what comes up. And, and let's just so I, I would encourage you to, to research and then uh, build a great relationship with the franchisor, ask questions, and you, you, any good franchisor uh, are going to be delighted when you call often asking questions because they want you to be right. the best you can be because. Right. The more successful you are as a franchisee, the more successful we are as a franchisor. It's great in franchising too, because and, and again, you know this, Todd. You know, is in franchising. I mean, you know, in, in again doing you know five hundred plus shows. You know, we, we have a lot of franchises on our show that are simply. I mean, they're very expensive. Some of them to get into. You know, half a million, a million dollars. You know, it's yeah. nice to yeah. have. You know, we have a lot of listeners that are saying, you know, look, we. we we're not even close to being in that range. And it's, it's nice to have that industry, the industry that you're in, where you, you really could get into it with, with, without really breaking the bank, couldn't you? Yeah, so we, we look for people who can pay the franchise fee, which is $35,000, and mm-hmm. then have $50,000 available in working capital That's to fund great. the growth. So, so really a good number is we'd love to see somebody have a, $100,000 available to them, but right. you know, 85000 and up. Uh, they can do this, and and, and then of course uh, we have the systems to to teach them how to start building quickly as possible. We have a fast track program. I mean, it's it's pretty comprehensive. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got an incredible corporate staff here, and they just pour themselves into the the, the franchisees because we know how important it is for them to get to a fast start so they get the money coming in as quick as possible. That's terrific. As a president, I could ask you, you know, the next question. I mean, where do you see Office Pride Commercial Cleaning Services in the future, Todd? I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball maybe three to five years down the road. I mean, again, you've been doing this a long time now. Where do you see the organization mm-hmm. three to five years down the road? Yeah, well, uh, three to five years, we, we definitely want to continue to be leaders in our industry. Um, and we want our fran- our vision is for our franchisees to achieve their vision, their their dreams. And so we we every year are doing a better job of helping them define that, and and then laying out a critical path on how to achieve it. So in the next three to five years, we're we're also and it started last year putting more and more focus on how do we do these things without a sacrifice to quality of life and life balance, and right. without increasing your stress load. In fact, 
uh, we've, we've got a whole system, a whole approach now to teach our franchisees how do you grow a business and reduce your stress load because the business should exist to help us get where we want to go personally. It shouldn't exist to control us or stress us out. It should be a tool, right? And I mean, sure. we start businesses because we have some sort of a personal thing we're trying to accomplish. So we're really spending more and more time on that because you know our goal is for our franchise. This is my BHAG, Marty. Is for our uh, franchisees to be the happiest people on the face of the earth. What has to happen? That's great. Well, one, we need to tackle issues of stress that's prevalent in everyone's life, and right. we need to help them clearly define their dream, which then will become a vision, and put them on a pace to achieve that using our system. And, and I think our goal, by the way, Marty, just uh, we uh, we are going to see we're growing at an incredible pace right now. Right. And in three to five years, so by year 2022, we're planning to triple in size. That's what our business plan calls for. So, okay. And if we continue the growth pace we're on now, we'll do that. That's terrific. I mean, what you just said there, Todd, you know, is, you know, talking about the importance of life balance for your franchisees, you know, because I think, and, and you're right about this, and you know this, you know, a lot of times people do get into franchising because they want to get away from that stress. They want to spend more time with their family. And sometimes the opposite happens is they get into a franchise opportunity where they're even working more hours, aren't they? You know, and, um, uh, you know, this is an important part of the process too, is, you know, asking those deep rooted questions to say, you know, why am I doing this? You know, is, is, is I want to spend more time with my family, you know, um, I, I want more, uh, balance in my life. And, and sometimes people don't get that in franchising. So I, I, I think that's, that's, that's very important. What you just said is, is the significance of life balance. Yeah. And, you know, and also knowing what they're getting themselves into. I mean, I mean the first couple of years, they, they may not have as much life balance, but it is right. a marathon, not a sprint. So, of but course. they have to realize that this is part of achieving an ultimate result. I mean, you don't want to spin your wheels for nothing. So, so part of that grind when you start, if they know what to expect, which we teach before right. they ever sign, and and then they anticipate that and prepared for it. Sure. They're just mapping sure. their way through. It's part of a roadmap. And when you know your own pace to achieve it, and you can see the light into the, the tunnel, then even being in the grind doesn't have to be stressful. It's part of the process of growing a business. Exactly. That's terrific. What's the best way for our listeners to get more information on Office Pride Commercial Cleaning Services a franchise and, of course, even the service itself, Todd? Is there any websites that you'd like them to go to or take a look at? Absolutely. Well, our franchise website is officepridefranchise.com, and there's a ton of information on there, a lot of videos. The customer site is officepride.com. But, okay. Uh, we'd love for you to visit us there and, and – um, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show, Marty. This has been my pleasure, Todd. And, I, and uh, you know, again, God bless you. And, you know, thanks for doing this. You know, and again, I think this is great. You know, this is, is again, something very different um, that we've had on the show. You know, um, you know, I really loved, you know, your core values and things like that. And I think that's so important in business today, which is why I was really looking forward to, you know, having you on the show. And I'd already like to invite you back next year as you continue to grow, Todd, because I, I think your franchise opportunity is fantastic. Hey, I really appreciate it, and I'd love to be back anytime. It's been my pleasure, Todd, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews.
Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the President of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Well, one of the shows I strongly recommend listening to if you're an aspiring entrepreneur is Stop Riding the Pine. And the show is hosted by Jamie Jay, and Jamie is an amazing interviewer. He speaks with entrepreneurs on a variety of topics, and I had the pleasure of appearing on Stop Riding the Pine, and one of the topics that Jamie and I was were focusing on were key elements to successful franchising. So this particular clip of Great Quote in Franchising, we're going to call this, There's No Creativity in Franchising, and we're going to explain why. What do I want this franchise to do for me? You know, um, why are you considering getting into franchising? Because, you know, a lot of times people that get into franchising, Jamie, I think probably should not get into franchising. They'll go into it for the wrong reasons. Well, they'll see the success of one franchise and they'll say, God, I wish I owned one of these. But that doesn't mean that they should necessarily buy into a Dunkin' Donuts franchise. And sometimes they go into the wrong franchise opportunity. So they might be suited for a franchise but they're getting into the wrong franchise, you know? Um, so I, I think you really have to be, um, you really have to be open, you mm-hmm. know, to, um, uh, to all the different categories that are out there. Um, again, going deep within yourself and asking yourself, what do I want this franchise to do for me? If you don't want to work on weekends, you know, then, um, you know, don't, get into you know uh, one of these like children franchises where they're real busy on Saturdays or Sundays you know so you have to say you know what do I want it to do for me you know and you ask yourself those deep um, those deep rooted questions perfect perfect I think that's huge it's it's very important for people to not jump into something 
Absolutely, because it's expensive too, Jamie. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're signing a 10-year contract, you know, which mm-hmm. is um, uh, 10 years of your life. You know, you know, it's it's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's oh my gosh. Like to the, the sanctity of marriage, you know, but right. <laughs> sometimes it, 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 it goes further than that, you know, I mean, having that, that 10 year commitment, you know, so it is a very big commitment um, financially. It's a big commitment. Um, I think you have to have the support from your family, you know, whether it's, it's, it's your wife and your children, because the first year, typically from what I've learned in doing this show such a long time now is um, it, it takes a long time to, to, to get it off the ground, even if it is a Subway franchise or, you know, a very recognizable brand name, you're still going to be putting a lot of work into it, you know, so right. you might be missing that time from your family. And, and you know, um, sometimes people get into franchising for the wrong reasons as well. Maybe they'll have a bad day at work, you know, and they say, oh, I hate my boss, you know, I'm I, out of here. <laughs> I want to be my own boss, you know, and, you know, I, I, again, Franchising may not be the best alternative for that type of person. You know, there's so many different types of of levels of of entrepreneurship. You know, franchising is just one. I mean, you could just initially start your own business where you get to be the creator. You know, there's no, I hate to say this, but there's no creativity in franchising sometimes. You know, I mean, you have to follow somebody else's creation. And that's okay for some people, you know, for me, it it wouldn't be, you know, and and I'm assuming in, in getting to know you over time, you know, you might have trouble with that as well because, again, you like to create, you know. I, I, I couldn't get outside of the outside of the structure, but I understand why that would be a good thing because exactly okay, they've been there, they've done that. You won't make the same mistakes that, that the original franchisor made because they found the solutions along the way, and that's part of the attraction. For exactly, exactly. I just I published um, – it sounds like I'm bragging, Jamie, but I just got one of uh, a paper published in uh, – You deserve it. A journal. <laughs> If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Jamie J of Stop Riding the Pine, all you have to do is go to StopRidingThePine.com and you can hear the whole podcast. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. We've, it's hard to imagine that we've been doing it now 10 years ago. It was one of the things I was talking about with Jamie on the show is the longevity of the show. Is you know What started out to be a, a one-month project turned out to be 10 years. So I just want to thank everyone for... Um, listening to the podcast and and, and making it such a success. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.